0: folks and welcome to another episode of the hello ghostly podcast i am going to be your one and only host my name is ryan or hello ghostly if you were searching for me across the interwebs and by golly has it been a week for video game news there has been so many events going on this week we've had a sonic event we've had a horizon forbidden west event there has been some stuff for dragon quest dying light also had some things happen we're going to be talking about some of this stuff but It is going to be in a bit of a weird fashion. So those stories that I have just mentioned there will all be discussed in the ghost box towards the end of the episode because I've been busy and they really are a little bit fluffy. There's not really a ton of stuff to talk about in regards to each individual live stream, but there are some stuff that have come out from it that I do want to discuss. So I'll discuss that there and then and get into it and dive deep. There is also going to be a Far Cry event that's actually happening this evening. It's currently earlier in the day on the Friday which I record so that is going to be hopefully something that I interject later on in the show but let's get into what I've been playing slash watching shall we because I've been playing some video games like I always do and I've been playing some Mass Effect Legendary Edition which I mentioned last week and I've been having a good time with it. I'm currently on Mass Effect 2. I rushed through Mass Effect 1. I managed to get through it pretty quickly because I I was not a fan about that game, I didn't do a ton of the side content, so I wanted to get it done nice and quickly, just go through the main story, not mess about too much with the side content, just get it done so I can move on to my favourite game in the Mass Effect series, which is Mass Effect 2, and I'm having a great time with it, I've unlocked a lot of the characters for the squad, I think I've got Tally's recruitment mission left, I also think there's Legion for me to do, and then i got a funny feeling there's one more. I think it's Grunt. I've got Grunt on the ship, though. So I've got to do that one and get him part of the squad. But I've got them to do. I then was also working through some of the loyalty missions yesterday. I did Garrus. I did Miranda. I did Jacob. And I think that was it. I've still got Samaras to do, which I'm going to do this evening. Hopefully, fingers crossed. I've got Saeed's to do. Oh, I also did Kasumi's as well. So I've done hers there. So she's done. Done that particular DLC. I also want to go and do the Shadow Broker DLC. I've currently started... That, to some degree, I've got to go take a cab and then go and do that one. So I've been enjoying this game... So much. I've been having a great time with it. I am gonna try my best to get everybody to survive the suicide mission without anybody dying. I've done it twice on my first and second playthrough of this game, so hopefully I'll be able to do it in the legendary edition, too, fingers crossed. But that's mainly what I've been playing in, like my free time. I've been doing my dailies on Apex Legends, but I've still gotta go back to Overwatch. I haven't done my weekly anniversary stuff in Overwatch yet. That's something I'm gonna possibly do now over the weekend. I better get on that sharpish actually, because there is a fine skin for Echo I think is this week is it like the rainbowy looking one I'm pretty sure that's the skin that's available for the anniversary challenge. Anyway, i got to go do that. So I'll be doing that this evening, most likely, that's for sure. But that's pretty much everything I've been playing. I've not been playing much else apart from Apex Legends and Mass Effect. Apex Legends in itself is kind of like a second job. Having to go in and do your dailies. And then they have these arenas, flash events, which are kind of rubbish in my opinion. I really like the content that comes with them, like the free skins. But I don't want to play arenas. I don't like them mode I'm not a fan of arenas whatsoever I would kind of hope that they would start pushing it maybe give people an option towards the beginning of the season to like say look I want mainly battle royale challenges or mainly arenas or even a mixture of the two just give me the option right at the beginning because I don't want to play arenas I don't like the mode I'm not a huge fan I find it extremely frustrating I find my teammates being lacking of skill 99.9% of the time but that's a rant for another day. Let's get into some gaming news, shall we? We're going to kick things off with Final Fantasy because Final Fantasy Origins is reportedly a new game in the series that will be available exclusively for PlayStation 5. This brand new Final Fantasy title will apparently be revealed at E3 and is going to be developed exclusively for PS5 by Team Ninja. The rumoured game will apparently be an action RPG similar to Neo or Dark Souls but will take a more player-friendly approach it'll be a little bit easier i think square enix are going to be like yes you need to like dumb it down a little bit because our final fantasy players aren't really necessarily about these hard game life so maybe just make it a little bit easier the game will apparently also be set in the same universe as the first final fantasy game the rumored title will apparently like i said be playstation first but it will apparently get a pc release further down the road lastly the game also could possibly be far enough along that it could also get an alpha demo this summer which is said to be entitled stranger in paradise this is currently just a report there is no confirmation from square enix or playstation or team ninja but e3 is mere weeks away and it could possibly show up there fingers crossed that is the case but if you are looking for some final fantasy goodness in your life final fantasy 7 remake integrate the dlc that is going to be coming exclusively to playstation will be available on june 10th so that's something to get excited about there if you like your finals and your fantasies and a good time talking about good times pokemon brilliant diamond and shining pill as well as pokemon legends arceus have got release dates they've announced them nintendo have just gone like hey look Here's the release dates for the things. They're going to be coming out here and then. Let's get into it though. The Pokemon Company and the fine people at Nintendo have announced the release dates for Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl as well as the Pokemon Legend remakes with Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond releasing on November 19th, 2021. And then Pokemon Legends Arceus will release on January 28th, 2022. Both will be on the Nintendo Switch. That last one though. I'm not entirely sure if this game is actually going to hit that date because January 28th for this game looks a little bit too soon in my opinion I could be completely wrong and the state of the game could be something of a smaller scale game or it could be maybe more far along than what I'm actually thinking but I am pretty excited for both games I love Pokemon we love Pokemon in our house it's a big event when there's a new Pokemon game that drops I don't know why but we all just go cuckoo bananas for it and we all play together and we have a great time and that's probably what's gonna happen again we love Pokemon and I cannot wait for some more pokemons in my I can't wait to peak my chew. Talking about things that could be wrong, the Switch Pro is apparently going to be coming in September, according to some recent reports. The Nintendo Switch Pro rumors have been swirling around for a little while now, but according to a new report, we could be hearing about an updated console very soon. The report comes from Bloomberg, who said that assembly of a new Nintendo Switch model is currently going to be beginning in July, with the new console arriving on shelves by September or October according to Bloomberg sources who have asked to not be named so we don't have the name of those sources said that the new console will likely be priced higher than the retail price of the standard Nintendo switch with the dock but we'll basically replace that model and have that kind of phased out over time, which makes a ton of sense because that is kind of a weaker model compared to like the Nintendo Switch Lite. They did a somewhat refurb of the Nintendo Switch mid-cycle, I think, if I'm correct. I think at some point they changed something in it, it had a better battery life due to the processor in it, if I'm correct. I could be wrong on that front, but it did have a better battery life if you bought one of the newer package switched with the new fancy red packaging. But anyway, I digress, Eurogamer did go on to confirm that they have also corroborated the Bloomberg's report with their own sources and they added that the announcement is expected to be before E3 to give third party developers and publishers currently working on on games for the new hardware the ability to announce their games during the event as usual though take this report with a massive grain of salt because Nintendo has yet to confirm anything of the report it would make a ton of sense though if this was going to show up say next week especially with Xbox teasing some form of possible partnership between Nintendo and Xbox maybe you have this shiny new Nintendo Switch that can run Xbox Game Pass games and then you can have Xbox Game Pass on the Nintendo Switch it's all speculation but can you? you imagine the twitterverse and like youtube comment segments being filled up when that xbox conference kicks off and they go we've got a partnership with nintendo xbox game pass is on nintendo platforms very soon that would be insane that would be crazy and i think it would be a huge thing to have an E3 2021 to have these two gigantic companies working together in tandem on something cool it would just be very exciting indeed and I'm personally very hyped about that even if they just do a Nintendo version of Game Pass for Nintendo Switch I think that would still be pretty cool indeed it just makes a ton of sense for Microsoft to do this as well because they've been very cagey with the way that they describe Xbox's exclusivity for games it's always on Xbox's Game Pass supported platforms which is kind of hinting that maybe there's more platforms than just Xbox and PC because in the past they've always kind of directly said that they're going to be exclusive on Game Pass on Xbox and PC where now they're kind of hinting that there's more possibly different platforms that they could be on. And if Microsoft has managed to pull this off with Nintendo, Sony's gonna have to get on board. If they don't get on board, they are not going to have the the for-the-player outlook. It's not gonna really look like they're for-the-players when they haven't got Game Pass on their platform because Game Pass is going everywhere, baby. And if Microsoft somehow manages to get this partnership going with Nintendo, it's going to be a big win for both Nintendo as well as Xbox, and then also a big kick in the nuts for any Sony players because they're like, hey look, you can play your Bethesda games. You want to play some Bethesda games? Get a Nintendo Switch. Get an Xbox One. Get an Xbox Series console. Get a PC. Sorry but no PlayStation because PlayStation won't allow us to be there. It would be a big kick in the nads to Sony I think indeed. But anyway those kicks in the nads are gonna have to wait a little bit longer because already Randy Pitchford is lining up to kick Sony in the nads because Borderlands 3 will not have cross-play support specifically for PlayStation due to it being asked to be removed. Removed by the publishers, So this is pretty spicy indeed. So Gearbox's CEO, Randy Pitchford, decided to go to Twitter and tweet the following. An update for Borderlands 3 has been prepared for release that includes full cross-play support across all platforms. Bad news. For certification, we have been required by the publisher to remove cross-play support for PlayStation consoles. So the words are a little bit choice. They are kind of... ...a little bit in the grey zone in my opinion. I do think they're a little bit dicey. I don't want to say that, oh, this is PlayStation stopping it... ...or no, this is 2K stopping it. If I was a betting man, I would probably say that this was on 2K's part... ...because during the Apple versus Epic case that has been going on during this past month or so... ...it was claimed that PlayStation has a policy that mandates an additional fee to be paid by certain developers if they wanted to support crossplay on Sony consoles. This is because Sony is worried that they will be having some form of revenue losses and they want to offset that potential PSN revenue loss. I'm not going to say this directly like correlates to this particular situation, but I think, you know, it probably does kind of kind of play a massive part to this why would you as a publisher want to support a platform that makes you pay them based on player behavior something that you have no control over. I can't control if my players are buying their V-Bucks on PlayStation or if they're playing on PlayStation and then going over to Xbox or their mobile device and going and buying their V-Bucks there. I have no control over that. So why would I agree to that like Epic has done? It just doesn't make a ton of sense. If Microsoft and Nintendo aren't asking for a cut of that delicious tasty pie, then why does Sony get to? If you give in to Sony, that is basically saying that Microsoft and Nintendo can then come along and say, look, we want to change our contracts. We want a piece of that delicious tasty pie too. Give us some of that pie. Give us some of that revenue goodness. And then basically you're paying these companies to provide something that helps The players. So the players get advantages there. They can get into matches really quick because the player base is less spread out to different platforms. Players can also then play with their friends regardless of their choice of device that their friend may have bought even if it is a wrong decision. And then, hey, look, that might lead to some purchases of microtransactions which Sony would already get a cut of if it's purchased on their store. Which is kind of interesting because they're saying like, hey, look, like this player might go elsewhere to go buy their V-Bucks. If you're worried about that, maybe have it stipulate in the contract. If, say, a Microsoft or a Nintendo wanted to run a sale on specifically those microtransactions, then that sale has to go across all platforms at the same time. And then... What's the chance of a player moving over to a different platform and buying V-Bucks if they're playing on your platform? I think it's very unlikely. I think, personally, people are very lazy. I wouldn't go over from my Xbox to my PlayStation just to buy V-Bucks when I could do it on my Xbox. It doesn't make a ton of sense. Especially if it carries over no matter where I play. If I've got cross-progression too, it just doesn't make a ton of sense. But anyway, remember that tagline that PlayStation used to use last generation? What was it? For the players. Where did that Sony go? Where's the for the player Sony? Can we bring them back please? Can we have them back in charge? Oh, oh they were never there. Oh okay, sorry that makes sense. They've never wanted to do crossplay. And on to our last news story of the day. We go from attacking Sony to straight into something shiny and delicious. And that is Xbox has finally revealed when they will be doing their E3 showcase, but they're not going to be doing it alone. They're going to be doing a joint venture with Bethesda and it's going to be happening on June 13th. This looks very cool indeed. The announcement came from the Xbox Newswire where they revealed that the broadcast will be kicking off at 6pm GMT and it will promise a 90 minute show. Packed with everything you want to know about the Epic Gaming lineup coming out of this partnership, the incredible games coming to Xbox this holiday, upcoming releases on Xbox Game Pass and more. So that's exciting indeed. They didn't actually go into any specifics of what would be shown directly at the show, but the key art that they used did have some nods to some games that would be appearing so halo infinite is one of them starfield is there but there's also some numbers in regards to like years i think it has like 2002 2003 2004 and 2005 if i'm correct i could be wrong on that because i don't have the art right in front of me but that was another thing that was there i can go into the speculation zone though we like to speculate here just a little bit And I want to dream. I just want to dream a little bit. So here's what I think will be showing up and we will be getting some information on. So Halo Infinite is going to be there. There's going to be some gameplay. I'm hoping it will be a multiplayer based gameplay demo and there will be a release date for the game. That is something I want to see. Fingers crossed we do get that. And we also get a somewhat multiplayer beta coming in the summer. I think that would be very hype indeed. Starfield will finally show us some sparkly, shiny new gameplay I don't think we'll get a release date for that. Maybe a release window of sorts. Then I would guess there would be some form of Forza. Possibly the rumored Forza Horizon 5 that is going to be set in Mexico. Those rumors are a little bit too specific so I think those are going to be right on the board there so I think we'll get that. It's also a pretty safe bet to say that Psychonauts 2 will probably show up in some fashion and will most likely get a release date. I would think that this game is not going to be a day and date. I think there's been a lot of Stuff that has been hinting that it's going to be available there and then at the show. I don't think they're gonna shadow drop Psychonauts 2. I don't know if they have the ability to do it due to contracts, because obviously this game is going to be on other platforms too. So I think what's gonna happen with this one is we're gonna get an early release date. I think it's gonna be July or August, but I think we're gonna get a release date for that regardless. There is also gonna be a possibility that we'll get some updates on Fable and Perfect Dark. I think Perfect Dark is a little bit more eh, not necessarily something that's going to be guaranteed but I do think that is obviously both of those games are dependent on how far they are in their development like if Fable's a bit further out than we basically initially assume then it could be a little bit of a while before we see an update on that but I think they'll show Fable I think it's about time I think it makes sense maybe some little bit of a tease of some gameplay at some sorts I don't know on that front then we've got a ton of studios that have been quiet for a little bit of a while but I don't know if we'll see stuff from them and that is Compulsion Games as well as machine games I think machine games showing up is actually something that is a possibility they could have something to announce in the form of like a new Wolfenstein game they are working on that Indiana Jones game I don't think that one is going to appear in any fashion because the Lucas division when it comes to announcing games and stuff they like to do it ahead of time so I think this is going to be one of those things where Indiana Jones is a while off I think we'll see maybe a new Wolfenstein from them that would make sense there possibly the third and final game in that particular trilogy is where i would guess that that one would go but i'm pretty excited for the show there is a ton of possibility and i think this is the time for xbox to finally take that shot that they've been keeping for a very long time i am a little worried that they're going to miss the mark but there is a ton of potential here and i can't wait to see what happens On June 13th, which is a Sunday, which is a strange day, Ubisoft stuff is going to be on June 12th, so you'll be able to go into Ubisoft and then go into this one. That's actually something. Now I'm thinking of it as I'm recording. It's very strange that Ubisoft is going to be before Microsoft. Normally, Microsoft is like the first show And if they're ready to go for June 13th, why wouldn't they be ready for June 12th? Maybe that Ubisoft partnership is actually a thing. And maybe we want Ubisoft to announce all their shiny new games that they've got coming this year to then go into the Microsoft event the next day and go, oh, you know all those Ubisoft games you saw yesterday? They're going to be in Game Pass day and date. That would be freaking insane. That would be insane in the brain. Man, that's got me hyped. I'm possibly just overhyping myself for a show that is going to be a giant letdown. I don't know why. This year's already packed anyway, so I don't really care what comes out in regards to Microsoft, Sony, or Nintendo, because I've already got a ton of games to play, like we've got Back for Blood in our october i've got lost judgment in september sonic colors was just announced in september dying light is going to be coming in december so i'm good i just need something for that november month august and i'll be good i think i'll be good for a while but that is pretty much my time for the gaming news this week but we've got one final segment of the show and that is ghost box Ghost Box is an ever-rotating segment where each and every week we get a different tasty treat for you to nom on. It's kind of like Loot Box except it's free and it doesn't cost you a single penny. This week's Ghost Box is going to be The HUD. The HUD is your heads-up display of gaming news in a quick-fire fashion. It's basically all of the important bits without none of the fluff. So we go through it as quick as possible, so let's crack on. Square Enix has announced Dragon Quest Twelve: The Flames of Fate that's going to be available At some point, Sega announced Sonic Colors Ultimate coming to Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox One. PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, PC on September 7th. Notice how there's no PS5 there. Dying Light 2 Stay Human is scheduled for release on December 7th on Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, Xbox One, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, and PC. That Stay Human tagline is dumb. I don't like it. Cyberpunk 2077 gets a brand new game director. Whoopee! And then last but certainly not least, there will be no physical BlizzCon this this year which has been confirmed by blizzard that is basically all the headlines for this week that's all of the important news there is one final thing happening and that is the far cry 6 live stream that is going on at 5 30 pm gmt this show would not be up by that time but what i wanted to do is i want to interject that news into the show right about now Hey, hi, hello, it's me, Future Ryan. I've come back with the Far Cry 6 information. Basically, it's going to be coming out October 7th. It looked fine. The gameplay looked okay. I am a little bit annoyed with the having to wait half an hour. They, for some reason, give us a time. Everybody appeared at that time and they were like, hey, look, it's going to be at six o'clock, actually. We're not going to be doing it now. But Far Cry 6 is going to be available on your Xbox Series X, your Xbox Series S, your Xbox One, the PlayStation 5, as well as the PS4 and PC on October 7th, 2021. So... Yeah, that's the thing. Let's go back to Pastroy and let's go see what he's up to, shall we? And how cool was that Far Cry 6 gameplay? All those shootings, all those grenades and explosions. That was a by golly great time. And that release date, man, that's soon. I'm saying all this before I've actually seen the live stream. So if it sounds a little bit off, then that's why. But thank you always for listening to another episode of this podcast. We'll be back again shortly with another fine, dabby dozy episode of this gaming related podcast. I hope you have an awesome week slash weekend. And I will catch you very shortly in the next one. But until then, Ghostly out.